Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas of today. You guys are going to love my guest, Sherry Stewart Deutschman. Sherry, it is so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Justin. I'm happy to be with you. Yes, I am so excited. I was just sharing with you. Um, just some of the homework I'd done on you. And I just, I mean, I found so many cool stories about you and the companies you built and the types of cultures that you've put in place. And like, and it's, it's just incredible. And so I can't wait to unpack that today for our listeners. And um, I just really appreciate you being here. So guys, for those listening, we're going to talk about the companies that Sherry has started um, and why they've been successful. And then you guys are going to love this new book that she's got coming out called Lunch with Lucy. And uh, we're going to get to that all on today's podcast. So Sherry, let's start with this. You founded this company called Letter Logic. And as I was reading, it sounds like you started in your basement, which you know all the entrepreneurs out there are like, yeah, I got it. I mean, yeah. I've done that too, but you grew it to forty million dollars. I mean, like, tell tell everyone about the company. Let's start with that, and like, what made it so successful? Uh, well, the company uh, did something really boring. We printed and mailed hospital bills, <laughs> so not a very sexy business. But <laughs> um, but the the reason we were successful is because of our culture. We had uh, I've just made a, a serious decision before I started the company to have an employee first company, and uh, to to have incredible benefits for the employees and just take such good care of them that they could then in turn focus and take great care of the customer, and it absolutely worked. Uh, it is it is the whole reason we were successful. Okay, so I'm sure lots of people listening, and we have many listeners that are working for big companies and you know wanting to start their own thing and whatnot, or they work for big companies and they hear, "Oh, employee first, you know, we're employee first. And I, you know, for those that don't know, Letter Logic, they were named to one of the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies, private companies out there, one of the top 50 fastest growing female led businesses in North America. Uh, I mean, unbelievable, and you got so many amazing awards and. I have to ask, so, and I work for a big company that, and we say employees first and whatnot, but what made it really tangible for you guys? Um, and, and so it actually worked because I think a lot of people say it, but then they don't actually follow through on it in terms of the culture. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of companies say it, but we actually did it. And we did it by um, making sure that every employee knew exactly how we made money. And we did that by being totally transparent with them and sharing the books and every month sitting everybody down and going through exactly how much money we brought in and how much money we ended up making. And then, and this is the kicker, we took 10% of the bottom line every month and split it evenly. Wow. So to all did, levels? It didn't matter if you were... All levels. Yeah, all levels. Wow. It didn't matter, it matter if you were the COO or the CEO, or you were the janitor. Everybody got exactly the same dollar amount. Wow. And how did you decide to get into this space? I mean, like you, your background is, again, doing my research, wasn't in the hospital building company space. Like, how did you decide this was going to be the space to build your company? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I moved to Nashville. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I moved here to sing. Um, and that lasted about two weeks because <laughs> I'm not a very good singer. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't believe that. And I, and I was, it's, it's a fact. 
And I'm, I was a single mom and had no money, had no education. I had only had high school. Uh, so I ended up working for a company in this space uh, in sales. And um, I, I'm, I was making a lot of money working for them, which was, you know, a contrast to, you know, the first couple of years I was in Nashville. I was <laughs> trying so the starving poor, I artist. afford electricity. <laughs> right, the starving yeah, artist. Yeah, I really right? was. Oh, wow. And yeah, it, it was really a tough time. Um, but then I started doing really well with this company and making six figures, which, you know, for a you know, a country girl from North Carolina moving to Nashville and not having an education or and being able to make six figures was huge. But we we uh, just weren't a very good company. And I would sell a new account and lose an account because of our service. And it was really frustrating. Uh, you know, I, 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 I was a professional apologist. And uh, I spent most of my time putting out fires with customers and I realized that most of our problems were simple human error. And then I just studied what was going on in the company and realized that they were making the mistakes because they didn't care. And they didn't care because nobody cared about them. And I went to my boss and said, hey, I've got this epiphany. I, you, this, you know, if we could do these things, it would improve, improve morale and that would improve the outcomes. And he patted me on the hand and said, uh, Sherry, you don't know anything about business. Just go You're sell kidding something. me. Wow. Yeah, but but it, you know, it was a catalyst for me leaving him and starting my own business competing with him. Wow. That's amazing. And again, I mean, you've been recognized locally and nationally um, with awards, even President Obama. I mean, like it's just unbelievable. When did you know, though, that the approach you were taking was working. In other words, you decide I'm going to go start a competitive company, but when did you know, hey, we have something here and and wow, it's working. This approach is working of sharing the numbers openly and, and distributing profits and things like that. Pretty immediately, um, I could just see the buy-in and that it literally gave uh, my employees, my coworkers, a vested interest in the outcome. And so it changed their behavior. And it was so dramatically different from what I experienced for this other company that I knew I was onto something. And it, it was funny that it became how we sold. So it was my job to go to customers to tell them, prospective customers, I really want your business and we'll take great care of you. But I need for you to understand that I don't believe the customer comes first. My employees do. Yes. And then I explained to them what that meant and how that would benefit. And they just started nodding and said, where do we sign? And so it enabled us to be the most expensive in our industry and to still to grow enough to be on that ink list for 10 straight years. Sure. Wow. Amazing. Uh, wow. So um, you were there and you had the company 15 years. Uh, and then you decide, I'm going to start another company called Brain Trust, And now that's been going close to two years. And this company was set up to help women business owners, and, and as I read here, reach the pivotal point of a million dollars in annual revenue. So talk about um, this business, but why also the million dollar mark is so critical. Yeah. Well, I was uh, at Letter Logic. I was a member of EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization, Absolutely. and WPO, Absolutely. the Women's President's Organization. And both, I think, were pivotal to uh, you know me growing as a leader. But for both those organizations, you have to have a million in revenue. 
And that keeps out, you know, 12 million, almost 12 million women business owners in the U.S. that never achieve a million. In Got revenue. it. Oh, I see. Um, okay. So that's heck, the threshold. I, I think, yes. And I think only about 5% of the male-owned businesses in the nation reach a million. But I think a million, although it's not scientific, I think it's a, you know, a, a key um, benchmark because at a million in revenue, you're more likely to be paying yourself a decent salary. You um, probably at that point have five or 10 employees. So you're able to work um, on the business instead of in the business. At that point, you're much more uh, likely to be able to get a line of credit or to attract investors. And so it looked to me like if you really want to scale a business, a million dollars should be your first the first benchmark you try to reach. And so I just wanted to help more women get there. That's that's awesome. And and such a great, you know, thing to be about, you know, when you're four other companies trying to 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 make it and you can be such a good coach with what you've learned in your your background with your uh, your company before that. Um one of the cool things that you instituted that, you know, and this is actually <laughs> why you you and your team reached out was around this whole concept of lunch with Lucy. And um, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's crafty. You know, like, what does that mean? And and this is, this is really what your book is all about. But talk about lunch with Lucy and how did you come up with this idea and, and even the naming and whatnot? Well, uh, um, so what lunch with Lucy was, was on Wednesdays in my company, I was not Sherry, the CEO. On Wednesdays, I chose to be just Lucy, a coworker, <laughs> and any employee could sign up to have lunch with me. And they would choose the restaurant. They would choose who else might be with us at the table, or whether it was just the two of us. And they chose the topic of conversation. And it was a way for me to, um, you know, get rid of the hierarchy and let me learn about them, and learn about their hopes and dreams, um, what they thought I was doing right or wrong as a leader, and, you know, just to get to know each other better. And it became the most important time I spent uh, in my company every week. And it was, you know, lunch with Lucy because my company was Letter Logic and I like alliteration. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> that was it. Letter Logic <laughs> and Lucy. That. Lunch with Lucy. Got it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, and my husband is an entrepreneur too, and he copied me. And at his company, he he named his duck out with Deutschman, and um, his lunch with Lucy was instead a walk. So anybody who wanted to meet with him would just take a walk with him. Ah, oh, I like and, that. Uh, and he he found it pivotal too. You know, some people would walk around the block, and some would walk five miles with him. Wow, that's very cool. So. It, do you think the problem that that's addressing is just availability of leaders or breaking down the walls of the traditional office? Like, what's it? What is it that that helped to resolve? Um, it puts us on an equal footing as peers, and and you know takes away that barrier of me being the boss. And I think it, for the company's culture, it set up a um, a formal and informal way uh, for me to listen to them and to learn from them. And it, it really built, you know, confidence and um, transparency. And uh, I, I think it was one of the smartest things I've, I've ever done. Well, you put a lot of your lessons learned 
from those lunches and your companies into this upcoming book, Lunch with Lucy, Maximize Profits by Investing in Your People. Talk about the book, and I, you know, I'm guessing, you know, this is a compilation of some of the big lessons you learned in in your business career thus far, and in coaching others. But talk about what brought about the book and some of the structure around it. Well, uh, I do a lot of public speaking, just talking about the company culture, and every time people stand up and say, "You've got to write a book," <laughs> sure, <laughs> and and so I, I did. Uh, and it's, it's practical ways, and you know, what it means to put employees first and practical ways to do that. Um, if you're a, a new company and you don't have a lot of money, it, it, it emphasizes the fact that this is not about perks and it's not about ping pong tables and about, you know, um, free you know, lunches, free beer, free, <laughs> free beer. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about, um, you know, having, real relationship with people and giving people, showing people that they're valued and that they have a voice. And um, I think we really excelled at that and, and it's, it's why we were successful. So the book has, you know, practical ways to do that, ways to do that without spending money, um, how you can invest just this 10% of your profits into your employees and that 10% of that pie makes the pie so much larger. Well, share with our audience two or three of the big ideas from the book as far as... You've got a lot of entrepreneurs listening that think about culture a lot and a lot of times don't know what to do with it or how to approach it. And Maybe share two or three of the big ideas out of the book that are things you learned that you've you've tried, tested, and have worked for you and your teams. Ah, uh, you know, One thing that comes to mind immediately is uh, in giving praise. It's It's... It's free. It doesn't cost you anything to give praise. And there are multiple ways to do it. Like if I want to brag about you, if I want to go to you and say, Justin, I was really proud of what you just did and this really is beneficial to the company. That's okay. But if I single you out in front of someone else and say, hey, Alicia, did you see what Justin just did? Do you know what that's going to do to the the finances this month? That's great. But what's even better is if I talk about you behind your back in a way that I know is going to get back to you. And the way I did that with my employees was writing to their parents and writing to their spouses to say, I want you to know what Daniel means to this company. Yes, he's only 25 years old, but he is actually providing great benefit to the 50 families that are involved in letter logic. And this is what he did. And then being very specific about what he did, and then praising them as parents for raising a, a, an extraordinary young man, and um, and so I think that that kind of praise goes a long way. Um, and the, the other the other thing is just really being transparent with the employees about um, what you're talking about in your leadership meetings. Uh, so we posted our minutes to our meetings. Um, every week for the employees to see exactly what we were talking about behind those closed doors. And if I heard something from them at, at lunch with Lucy that I- impacted the company, they could see that I was listening to them and was doing something about it because it showed up on the minutes at the company at, for the leadership meetings and they could see it. And it gave them more confidence in me as a leader and, and, and told them again that they had a voice and that they were being heard. That's awesome. I love that. That's some good ones. 
All right, so the book's coming out. Um, you're regularly talking to groups and, and speaking on this topic, obviously uh, doing lots of great interviews like this one. Um, where can our listeners find you? How can they engage with you? Um, you know, How do they reach out to you? How do they find you? Find me on LinkedIn first. <laughs> great. Sherry Deutschman on LinkedIn and Sherry Stewart D on Twitter. And you're also welcome to email me at uh, sherry at com. That's so cool. I, I again love your story, and I know you have so many ideas and and things that you found that have worked. And I I think it's not easy for entrepreneurs to stay focused, right? I mean they they listen, they hear what you say and, and what others say, and then it's hard to implement because it's hard to stay focused. But I mean I I think some of the things you've done with people are unique, and it could be a game changer for someone that's early on in their business. I absolutely believe it will be. Oh, I love that. All right, Sherry, it's so it's been so great having you on the podcast. I'd love to have you back on down the road. You're going to get lots of feedback um, once your book is out and you're getting, you know, people are sharing stories with you and whatnot. I'd love to have you back on the podcast down the road though. Thanks, Justin. I'd love that too. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.